I'm going to read you a little piece of scripture here in a minute, and, and I'm just going to kind of walk in just a little bit different because this is something a little bit different. And I'll not be up here long, but, but I'm going to walk you, kind of walk you in, in the night. You know, but just, just, just an overall thought here, just a couple of overall thoughts before I even lead you into the scripture. But, and I'm already started, so you won't have to stand no more. And, and we're just going to believe the Lord to bless our time, bless this word, bless those on the left and the right. And may your anointing be here, and may there be strength given today. And may we take heed even to your word today. But, but I think to say the least, how many, how many would agree this morning that these are very, very interesting days? How could you not believe that or not see that? But uh, I believe it'd be easy, it's easy for me to say I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm still fairly young compared to some. I'm 56, but, but I've, seen, I've seen a few things. I've been around the time. I, I've been fortunate enough to come through some, uh, 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 a slow period, uh, uh, if you will, when life was a lot slower, you know. Uh, the 60s was a little bit slower. Well, where I come from, it might not have been in some place, but where I, in, in downtown Craig's Creek, downtown Craig's Creek, things were things were really slow in the 60s. They were really slow, uh, and even the 70s. I mean, uh, like I said, you've heard me talk about it before. I mean, uh, you, you could you could play ball in the road and not get run over till four or five o'clock when a few people come home from work. But but it was just that way. The mailman, the only thing you saw during the day, that was it. The mailman. And like I told you, I used to ride with him some just for something to do. I like, let me just ride up with you. You know, that's just the way country life was. I would ride to the end of his route, and he'd drop me off at home. Uh, but, but, but anyway, it's just a different time. But, but I, I think it would be easy for me to say, I've never seen days quite like these. And, and that's, not being, that's not being overstating. That's not, that's not hyping it up. I, and, and I think most of you, most of you would, would, would agree with that, 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 Man, it's just crazy out there. There's things uh, that's going on. But, but here's, here's what I want you to see out of that. Although all that's true, these, these are days like most of us have never seen. Now, our kids here, they might think this is normal. You ought to just tell your kids right now that, that the last few years is this not normal. You need to tell your kids that because it's not. They might think this, all this transgender, all this, that, the other, this, this, this depravity or, 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 or even uncivility where we can't even have decent conversations with, with people we don't agree with in, in public or whatever. I mean, all that stuff, that, that's not normal. Because I, I think we do a disservice if we act like that is normal. And I think they grow up thinking, well, that's how I treat people. That's how, that's how things are done. Or that's the way it should be. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's just the way it ought to be. But as you need to tell them that. No, no. But here's, here's what I think. In the midst of all that, yeah, tell them, tell them it's not normal. But here's what we need to know. I think all of us need to know this this morning. All of us. Not just our kids, but especially us. We need to know that, that I feel like in these crazy days that, that the Lord, if, you can, if I can say it like this, I feel like I feel like God's trying to get our attention. I really do. I, I believe if anything else, if anything else, the craziness that we see and the stuff that ain't like we've ever seen and things that are at such a, an extreme. I mean, this is the day of extreme. Very much so, extreme. And I'm not talking makeover. It's extreme life. But I think in the middle of that, God's trying to get our attention. God's trying to get us maybe a little bit to look, look here, look deeper or look more deeply. And one of the things that I feel like the reason he's trying to do that, and I'm going to share that in the scripture here in a minute, is, is, is so we don't miss the moment. That's going to be my word today. 
that we don't miss the moment. I feel like, I feel like even in, in, in the chaos and in the dysfunction and the crises and, and, and our utter inability to, to even grasp sometimes what to make of some things, I can't even define some things anymore. I don't even know how sometimes to address something. I don't even know how to approach something. I think, though, in the middle of that, God, God wants us to, to, to not miss the moment. I, I think he's gearing us up. I do. I really feel this in my heart. I, I, believe, I believe he's gearing us up that he wants to do something, something in our life, something in our world, something in our city, something in our culture, something in our churches. I want you to hear that. I believe that. Because here's what I know. Listen now. Because it's just leading you into the scriptures. Because I'm not, once I, once I go here, I'm not building any more foundation until giving what the Lord gives me. But, but having said that, I, I want to say this then. Not all days are equal. They're not. Not every day. Although, you know, there's 24 hours. I know all that. Da, 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 da. But not all days are equal. There are certain days that God does great things in. There are certain moments. I want to call these, there's God moments. There are certain moments that, that God moves or wants to move or wants to step into our life and do things, do things, do things that are of a great value that, that if I could say it this way, that I feel like are history changers. Maybe it's just yours. Or maybe it's something much larger. Maybe he wants to change your head. Maybe he's trying to get your attention this morning or through these last year or two or ten to change your history or to alter, alter your life, to change it, to, to do something different. God moments. God moments. I believe that. You see that in the scriptures a lot. Where, where, where God comes and, and he affects a certain day. They're not all the same. Abraham had lived a long life. He already lived a long life. But out of the blue one day God shows up. Altered his whole life. Oh, had lived his life in Tehran and with his father. Out of the blue, without a child, without a son, without a birthright. Out of the blue one day he shows up. Speaks into his life. It's a moment. And how many know from that day, his life was never the same? Never the same. Showed up in Joshua's life. I've not got time to go into all of them, but Joshua was a big one. I come on my mind. Showed up in Joshua. Shows up. Joshua's like stretching one morning. He's like, yawning. And Josh, God shows up. And listen, listen to what he said. God just got away with words, ain't he? Ain't God got away with words? And God shows up in his life and says, tells Joshua, you know, Joshua's going like, and, 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 and God shows up and said, my servant Moses is dead. Things is about to change. They're about to change. Alter Joshua's life. Changed it. A moment. Just a moment. Just a moment. Just a moment. We, and we see it throughout scripture with, with all the Gideon. He, Gideon, they get crazy situation. Gideon didn't even know where to do what he was doing. Those of you that know the story know what I'm talking about. 
He didn't know where to do what it was he was doing. He was, he was, he was beating wheat in a wine press. He's so messed up. He's so dysfunctional. He don't even know where to do what he's doing. And he shows up and, and he, he alters his life by saying, by saying, Oh, man of valor. Great, man. He wasn't on anybody else's book for heroes. But God shows up. It's a moment. That's all I'm trying to say. It was moments. There's moments. There's moments. There's moments. And it happened all through Scripture, right up to the New Testament. Peter, James, and John, they're fishers. Fishers fishing. Well, that's the way he was. You get it. And he shows up and, and he just says, follow me. Follow me. You know what I've learned? God don't use near as many words as I do. God, God don't need near as much time for a message as I do. But, but I'm not God. I need lots of word, lots of dramatics, lots of excitement. But he shows up and he just says, follow me. Altered your life. It's just a moment. I'm trying to see, get you to see that there are days. The reason I'm trying to get you to see that is, is I believe that's the day we're in. All that, just that we would say, I've not seen days like, well, usually that was what was surrounding a day that God would show up for that moment. When things were out of norm and out of whack and chaotic and crazy and unexplainable and unsure, and he would show up. He would show up. And he would do things that would alter history, alter the person's, uh, what was going on in the person's life, and just change things. It was a time, if, you, if I can say it like this, when heaven and earth, heaven and earth would come together. Great time. It's 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 when it's when when heaven would invade earth's time, heaven's time. Kairos, Kairos. Let me get over here from my Greek people. Kairos would invade Kronos. I studied all week. I had to use that. <laughs> it would invade. It was like it was like an eternal eclipse and would evade our time. How many know God wants to invade? He wants to invade our time. Earth days were invaded, if I could say it another way, by the eternal day. And because, because God's, I want you to hear this, I'm going, going, going to read scripture. God has got a plan, even for days like these. I want you to hear that. Even for days like these, God's got a plan. He's got a plan. Somebody ought to just take a minute, and you ought to just thank the Lord this morning that God, even in days like this, even in days where you say, I ain't never seen it like this, I ain't never seen nothing on this fashion, I ain't never seen it this crazy or this dysfunctional, hey, I've come to tell you, God has got a plan, even for days like this. Amen. I want to read you a scripture this morning. Luke 19, I'm just going to read it. You ain't got to stand or nothing, because we already, we already, we almost done. We almost done. Luke 19, I'm going to read you this little piece of story. As Jesus was entering in to Jerusalem, 
nearing, nearing the Passion Week and, and nearing, of course, crucifixion and all that. But let's pick it up. I'm just going to read for start with verse 37. I'm not going to read it all for time's sake. But pick it up at verse 37, and, and it says this in Luke 19 and 37. Yep, it's on the wall if you ain't got your Bible. And, and when he, talking about Jesus, was come nigh, even to, to, to the descent of the Mount Olives, a whole multitude, a whole bunch of his disciples, true, true followers, I assume, true followers, and they began to rejoice and to praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And, and some of the Pharisees from among the multitude, you remember the story, said, said unto them, Master, Rebuke thy disciples. And listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said this. He said, and he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if those hold their peace, uh, hold, hold, hold their peace, the stones, remember, the, you know the story, the stones would immediately cry out. And when he had come near, listen, here it comes, here it comes. Here's, here's where we're getting down to some nitty gritty here. He come near to the city then, and he wept over it. He cried. Jesus cried. God cried. The day God cried, saying, if, if thou had known, even thou at, at least in this day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they're hid from thine eyes. And the days shall come upon thee, and thy enemies shall cast a trench about thee, compass thee round about, keep thee on every side. And they shall lay thee even to the ground, and thy children within thee. And they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another. Because, listen, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. And when he went into the temple, he began to, to cast out, and he sold therein. And, and, and those that sold therein, and... And them that, that, that bought. And he's saying, saying, saying unto them, it is written, my house is the house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. God moments. I believe that's what we see kind of unfolded right here and in, 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 in with what I've been trying to bring out this morning. I, I believe as the, as the disciples watched that day, in the first few, few scriptures that I brought to you out of that text, back in 37, 38, as the disciples watched him descend, how many know the disciples, the disciples recognized the moment? They did. They recognized the moment. They might not have known it in totality, and maybe they was a little screwy on it or a little bit misunderstood on something. They thought maybe the kingdom was, was going to come in a different way, in a different realm, and it was going to be in a different power, in a different form. But, but they recognized, they recognized, they recognized that, that this is a moment. And they so, and this was the proper response. Man, they they got loud. I'm gonna tell you, when you recognize a moment, you can't help but get loud. I'm sorry, you can't. You get, you just get loud, and, and they begin to bless the Lord, and they begin to praise the Lord, they begin to lift up their voice because of the moment. The moment. They've been with him for a long time, but at this moment, they begin to recognize something. They'd been with him, they hadn't been too loud. They'd been pretty quiet. They've been pretty shy. Some of them have kind of been sitting back. Oh, I come to tell somebody, if you'll just recognize the moment, she done this morning. If you just begin to recognize, you can't, you can, it changes your posture. It changes your attitude. If you can tell when somebody begins to recognize the moment. 
You can see it. I can see it as a pastor. I love, I love to be preaching or I love to be giving, getting ready to give an altar call. And I began to see that somebody, somebody is recognizing the moment because everything begins to change in their countenance, their posture. And they could have been the quietest little fella or little lady in the church, but, but when they recognize, my God in heaven is about to give me a moment. He's about to move up in this place or on my life. They can't stand it. They can't help it. And I don't care how backwoods or withdrawn or intellectual, it don't matter. Hillbillies get wild. The intellectual get wild. Hey! And they praise him loudly. That's kind of what I feel like was going on. They recognize something. Man, it's happening. I don't, can't, can't even understand it all. I'm not sure. Not sure how to, but I see something. Bless his name. Bless his name. All the disciples. All the, whoo, I might throw this mic early this morning. But it ain't this morning, is it? I might throw this mic early and run. As a matter of fact, Keith, Keith texted me this morning and told me, he said, throw your mic and run, brother. That's what he told me. He said, he said throw your mic and run. I might. Amen. Amen. But they, they begin to recognize. And I, I like how that story goes because that was the proper response, if you will. Proper what was going on. But, but of course, you, you know the story. They, the, the Pharisees, they, want, they wanted them rebuked, shut them up, shut them down, keep them quiet. And, and I like what Jesus said. Jesus, Jesus said, you know what? If they be still, I like this because here's what I learned. I learned, I learned something here. Here's what I learned. Is, is, is Jesus said, if they be still, the rocks. The rocks will even cry out. Because even nature, creation, nature, whatever God has made, has the capability to realize it. You know, all of creation, it groans. It's, it's yearning for the same thing that we're yearning for. It's yearning. It yearns to, to get a hint, to get a taste, to get a snip of, of God moments. The things is about to change. God's fixing to do something. He said, the rocks, rocks, my granddad used to have a saying, I ought not tell it to you, but he used to have a saying. It comes on my, I don't know why I can read scriptures, and I remember all my granddad's saying. And I think some of them come from scripture, maybe. My granddad used to say this, and, and I, I don't remember ever who he was talking about. Or something. But my granddad didn't, grand didn't have a lot of talks with people who were foolish, which is why I got a lot of whippings. <laughs> I got lots of whippings because I was foolish. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't have a lot of tolerance for that, and, and he had this little saying. He, he'd say this, and I, I, would t I would tell him this now if he were here, but I'd tell, he would say, they dumb as rocks. That's what he'd say. He'd say, they dumb as rocks. But I, I'll tell you what, rocks, rocks ain't that dumb. Rocks ain't that, because they would recognize. They would recognize. They would recognize what was going on, and, and, and they, they would lift up. So, so Jesus comes on, he gets that straight, but then he has this moment. Now, once you see this, he stops, he weeps, he cries. cries. He, only, he only cries twice in Scripture. He, he cries twice. And once of them over was somebody personal, Lazarus. He, he cries over him. And not that he couldn't raise him, but he's showing, he's showing his love, his compassion. How I many know Jesus? I want, I want you to see that. He cries over Lazarus, a person, but he cries over a city, which are people. 
It's not the buildings. It's not the, the structures. It's, it was people. Cities represent a, 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 a conglomeration of people, a, a culture. I want to tell you all something this morning. Jesus weeps over our culture. He weeps over our cities. He is. He he weeps over each one of us individually, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he 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 stops and weeps over cities, over cultures. Because you know why? He cares. He cares about the cities. That's why I'm encouraged about I know there's a God moment. Because he cares. He cared enough to go by the tomb of Lazarus. And he cares enough to come by this culture and this age that we live in and to give us moments that will help us change our city or our culture or our family or our neighborhood. If we will recognize, I would to God everybody in this house this morning, would recognize what God's trying to do in your personal life, in your life. Because that's what will change a city. A whole city, a whole culture. I believe that. But he weeps. He weeps over this city because he sees, he sees, this is we've read, he sees they're going to miss the moment. That's what this text is about. It's about them missing this moment. This, this thing that could alter, have altered a whole city's being. Je- Jesus is about to step into the city. And if they could just recognize it, it would have altered all the city. It would have changed everything. I want to tell you something this morning. If you just recognize Jesus this morning, it would change everything. It would alter it all. Everything. Everything. But he weeps because he sees that they're going to miss it. They're going to miss it. Now, here's what I want you to see. And I've got, I've got to hurry because I'm plumb out of time and I just started. But, but here's what I want you to see. There's four things, and I'll just read them to you because I haven't got time to even go over them. But you think, of, I, I, think, I think you just hearing them and putting them in your ears will do more good than me trying to bring them to a larger light. But there's four things, and I want you to see this morning that, that really happens. Uh, when you miss the moment, because he brings them out. He says in verse 42 of Luke 19, he said, If if you had known, even thou at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto, unto you. How, how many of there's things that belong to us? There are. There's things that, he says, that belong unto you and to thy peace, but now they are hid from your eyes. Hid, 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 hid. I, I want you to say, uh, when we miss our moment, we never really find what we're looking for. I want you to get that. We never really find the things that we're looking for. We, we search and we look. I mean, no, I mean, when God comes, he says, I, I came that you would see that, but that you would receive all things that belong to your peace. Shalom, your shalom, your prosperity, your, your, your blessing, your goodness. Oh, I want you, I want you, if you were to recognize this, everything you was in lack of and in need of, it was here. If you'd have just seen it. If you'd have just seen it. If you'd have got it. But, but, but you're going to miss it, and, and, and you're not really going to be able to find the things that you're really 
looking for. I, I believe God moments, God moments, they bring to us what really belongs to us. They really do. The moments that we have with God, there was probably something lacking. There was something missing or, or we were something desirous of. And, and when we have those moments, Abraham, Gideon, Joshua, an entire nation needs to go in. And God shows up for just a moment and he brings to us, brings to us what was really, what really belonged to us anyway. But it's in that moment. It's in that moment. It's in this moment that we're able to see it and to get it. The second thing, second thing, verse, verse 43. For the days shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, compass thee round about, keep thee on every side, and shall even lay, lay thee even to the ground. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. When we miss our moments, because that's why he was crying. He was crying because you're not, you're not going to get everything that even belongs to you because you're going to miss the moment. And then the second thing is, is your enemies. Your enemies will surround you. They'll come past about you. They'll entrench about you. You'll be, you'll be capti- captivated or, or captured or, or captive, captive, if you will. Enemies will surround. Took in by the enemy. Even brung, according to the verse, brung, even cast even to the ground. Ground. God moments. God moments bring a way of escape. God moments makes a way when there seemeth to be none. None. When you can't sit down and figure it out. When you can't lay in your bed and calculate it. God moments. When when encircled, entrenched, compassed about. When it looks like everything's going to be laid to the ground. All that I think that is precious in life is going to be laid to the ground. God, in a moment, God, in a moment, in a moment can come and make a way, make a way. I want somebody to hear that, who feels encircled and entrenched and compassed about. Because he wants to make a way. He wants to make a way. Third thing, and this this is the thing that just grabbed my heart. I probably preached this whole message just because of this third thing. This third thing weighed on my heart so heavy. The last part of verse 43, and it says, And, and thy enemy shall, shall cut a trench about thee, keep thee on every, every side, keep thee on every, verse 44 then, jump to 44 please, and shall even lay thee even to the ground. And then, listen, listen, and, and listen, he says, and thy children. Once you hear that, I'm just going to stop right there a minute. And, and here's, here's what you need to hear. When we, when we miss our moments, parents, grandparents, great-granddaddies, aunts, uncles, cousins, nephews, church people, when, when we miss our moment, the kids pay the price. I said, I said our kids pay the price. Hey, did you hear that? When we do things like we did this morning, a baby dedicated, we do that. We do that. Yeah, it's ceremony, but it's so much more. You know why we? You know why they were so interested in why? Why they were so passionate about? Why they don't want Emma to pay the price? They don't want Emma to pay a price. Don't want Emma, or don't don't want that birdie to pay a price. Because that's what happens 
But mom and dad miss a moment. And they act like, ah. Oh. We act like this over here is more valuable than this. Somebody pays the price. You better hear me. I come to pastor this morning. Amen. I said I come to pastor this morning. I got youngins back there. I got I don't want them to pay the price. That's why I'm so diligent to try not to miss the moment. And I just want to tell you something. What God is doing in our time, doing in this church in particular right now, it is a moment. It is a moment. That's why, that's why this really stirred up. What's going on in our life in this particular season that we're in is a moment. And I tell you what, I don't want to miss it because I know who will pay the price. Oh, I'll be strong and I'll go on and I'll go on to glory. But I don't want to leave behind a bug and a ladybug to pay the price. Where is my mamas and daddies? I said, where is my mamas and daddies that don't want their youngins to pay the price? Good. I tell you I'm passionate about it because we need to be passionate about it. I've watched an entire generation pay the price. Paying the price now. Paying for it. Because mom and dad or grandma who still thinks she's 20. I shouldn't have said that. but Shoot, I done said it now. It's true. I just go on and say it upright if I said it. It's true. And because of that, they're paying the price. Hey. Amen. I believe that. I believe that. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I don't, I do not want to, I don't want to ditch God. I don't want to ditch this moment. Because I know who will pay for it. My runway's getting shorter. I got, I got less. Matter of fact, I could probably, I'm not saying this to be sure, but we could coast a little bit now, but I'm not going to. You don't know why I'm not going to coast? Because I'm not going to leave the price. Quit coasting. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, I know. I got to close. Uh, that's my first one. But I, I gave you this fourth thing. And then I'm done, I'm done. Or I'm, or I'm going to my closing. I'm really going to my closing. Verse, verse 44, he says, and you know, children within, they're going to pay the price, but then this last thing. This is all because they missed, they missed their visitation. It's all because they missed their moment. That's what, missed their visitation. But, and they shall not leave in the one stone upon another because you missed the moment. Think about it. What's he saying? It's the fourth thing. It's the collapse of everything. Everything. Not one stone. Not, not nothing. If you, we, we miss our moment with God. This, it can be the collapse of everything. Not one stone. Every system. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Marriage. Marriage. Every stone. Every stone. Every stone of marriage is being thrown to the ground. Because people are missing their moment with God. 
family, ever stuck. I said ever institution that means anything to us. Every family structure is being thrown to the ground. Good God Almighty. What we even define as family and marriage is being cast to the ground. Cast to the ground. Cast to the ground. Why? Because someone missed their moments. Preach it, preacher. I will. I'll give myself an offering on that one. I can't find the plates. We see it in our educational system. Well, let's get rid of God. Let's, let's get rid of prayer. Let's, let's get rid of this. Let's get rid of that. And, and education system is in the worst place statistically than it's ever been in the United States. And when the church had it, it was at its highest. I come to tell somebody, y'all need to educate yourself on that if you think government is the answer to the educational system. Because I just come to tell somebody that when the church was in control of the educational system, it was cranking out some scholars. Not government. Casting. What we hold sacred. Life is cast. Kill babies folk when they ain't worth nothing. Hey! Cast it! Good. I'm going to try to shut up here in a minute. Cast it! Why? Because he missed it. Have you noticed the last few years our, even, I, I didn't go here, but even our political system He's off of abrasive. We shouldn't have come today. I just read the scriptures that the Lord puts in my heart. It's cast. Everything that we know. The justice system, the criminal justice system. I know, I gotta close. I gotta close. I gotta close. But it's all, all. All cause has missed this time. That's why he weeps. He wept because all he knew all four of those things were coming. Do you see this morning? When you miss your moment with God, you won't even you won't you won't even see what you really belongs to you. You won't even, you won't even realize it's hid even now hid. You look for joy. You look for peace. You look for happiness. You you look for all these and you can't even see it. Because you missed the you missed your moment with God who wanted to give it all to you. Every bit. Every bit. And enemies, enemies, enemies. And your children paying the price. Forever stuck. Forever coming. So so he marches in, and I, I'm just gonna close with this. Paul, you can come on or whoever. I'm gonna close as they're coming, but 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 he comes in. Ain't, ain't it strange? Ain't it strange? He, his disciples recognized this is the moment. I can guarantee you there's people in here this morning who are his followers who recognize moments. Right? Right? But an entire city that's out there right now was the second part of that, that they're, 
they're, they're oblivious and they're missing it. They're missing it. But then he turns, come on, here, here we go. He turns, marches right into the church. He did. I didn't put the scriptures the way they are. He put the scriptures just the way they are. He's looked at everything. We see him crying over the cities. We see his disciples yipping and wailing. We see some old stick-in-the-mud Pharisees. But then, after he gives out the negative consequences of missing, he turns, marches right into church, and begins to chastise the church. For the city, for the city, missing the missing his moment. This is supposed to be a house of prayer. This is supposed to be a house of prayer. And there's all this other stuff going on. And there's a culture and a city out there who's going to miss it. Going to miss it all. When we made this a den of thieves. My God. Because you didn't know your appointment. You didn't know your appointment. I, I don't want to be in that number. I ain't got time to go into that because we're almost done, almost out of time. So I just want to, I just want to, I just want to this morning, I just, I just want to ask you this morning, man, how about your appointment? What God's trying to do in your life, that's really what that word visitation, it comes from a word called bishop, where we get the word bishop actually. It's about it being appointed. It's about an appointment. It's about a bishop being able to appoint. It's about being callings and, and, and certain things. I, I just want to tell you something. There's appointments in here. There is. I'll just give you a general one right off the bat that it covers everybody. It's appointed unto man. Wants to die. We've all got an appointment. There's an appointment. Then, then you ain't gonna miss it. You won't miss that appointment. You will not. You won't miss when the finisher of life says it's finished. You're not gonna miss it. But then, then, the reason that's even brung out is because then comes judgment. That's what. The appointment's all about. It's about being ready. Being ready for judgment. Being ready to stand before God. Being ready to stand, stand before Him. I would just give you what Jesus gives all of us in His first message. Repent! For the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, I'm not saying, and He wasn't saying, Go back and, and try to straighten out all your past. You can't do that. That's not what he was saying. He's not saying go back and try to straighten out everything. No, 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 no. He's saying get your head in the right place. Get your mind straightened out so you can go forward in his future. In his future. That's what he's saying. That's the visitation. I just believe even in this house this morning. That's the call. It's to get our heads, get our minds straightened out in this time. That we can, 
go forward into his future. I believe that. History's written in a lifetime after we're gone. But here's what I know. Here's what I know. Lifetimes are lived in moments. Lifetimes are lived in moments. Moments, 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 moments. I've had a few. Few moments that changed my whole life. Few moments that changed my whole history. Few moments that changed where I'm even at today. Just a few moments. Just a few. I just want somebody this morning to embrace. My God, embrace your moment. Embrace. Embrace your moment this morning and change your forever. Change. Change your forever. Recognize. That's, that's all. As far, that's about as far as I can take you. And urge you to recognize even, even this moment today. Even this moment. And I have a have this Holy Ghost feeling that God's dealing with folk, even about moments today. I have this Holy Ghost feeling that, that Christ is dealing with some, even about judgment and eternity, how they stand with Him. That's never, never asked the Lord Jesus Christ through His work on the cross to be your Savior, through the power of the resurrection, to be your Savior. I just have a sneaking feeling that he's been coming and coming and coming. And my prayer is, my prayer is that you embrace this moment. That somewhere along the way, Jesus don't have to bend down on his knee and weep. Weep because you missed it. Weep. You got to be bold. You got to be bold. I wonder, is there anybody like that this morning? Would you be bold? Anybody recognize that moment? Anybody? Anybody? I have that feeling. I have a feeling there's people away from Christ in sin. But he comes for moments. Moments. To, and he lets us feel the sin. He lets us feel the conviction. He lets us feel the weight. It's a moment. It's a prodigal. Lift your head, weary sinner moment. When a prodigal runs back, it's a moment. I could go on and on and on with the callings and challenges. There's moments. There's, there might be somebody in here this morning. The, the, Lord's, the Lord's been, been dealing about stepping out into something. I don't even know. But it's just a moment. My greatest moment come at a mailbox. The Lord taught me to preach. One of my greatest, not the greatest, but one of them. I remember, I don't know why he chose a mailbox to talk about such things. Maybe he was just wanting to tell me I got mail. I don't know. But we stood up there, weakened from all the cancer treatment, weakened from, 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 from trying to heal up. I stood up there. That was my big trip for today to get the mail. That was it. If I could get the mail and get back, that would be a miracle right there. And I got up there, 
Lord, put in my heart. Preach. Lord, put in my heart. Preach. Lord, put in my heart. And here's what I felt. Here's what I felt. Well, if I don't preach, why am I even living? If I don't, that was me. That was just me. If I don't preach, why live? Why live? If I don't. It was a moment that changed. Changed my entire life. It's a moment that brought us here 25 years ago. It's a moment that I've enjoyed watching my family, watching your. It was a moment I enjoyed watching heaven get saved right here at this altar. Right about right here. Heaven with tears running down her cheeks. And I've been trying to call you, not call you heavy this morning because I know people don't know that's your nickname. But heavy got saved right there. And it's not, it's not derogatory at all. It's, it's an affection. I had a lady get on me one time for calling her heavy. You remember that? She jumped all over me. She said, that's not very nice. And heavy, heavy had to come to my rescue. And say, oh, no, no, he loves me. He loves me. But, but it's a moment this morning.